Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today. And let's begin with today's first reading, which is taken from Isaiah chapter 48. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I, the Lord your God, teach you what is good for you. I lead you in the way that you must go. If only you had been alert to my commandments, your happiness would have been like a river, your integrity like the waves of the sea. Your children would have been numbered like the sand, your descendants as many as its grains. Never would your name have been cut off or blotted out before me. It's my way or the highway. Back my plans or be left behind. Now, sometimes a strong leader might have to utter these words, although I think the better leader usually gets those entrusted to him to understand his plans. A good leader can normally get buy-in rather than coerce. I think there's also a certain way in which we utter these words to God. We expect God to accompany us. We want it our way and we want God with us. In life, we have two choices. We, make for, we decide for ourselves what a good and happy life looks like, or we accept the wisdom of someone else and we follow their teachings on the good life. I'm not sure there is a third way. Accepting bits of someone else's teaching but not the entirety is still ultimately deciding for yourself what the good life is. And there are many ways proposed to us. You can have the way of Buddhism, which says eliminate desire, and then you will cease to experience the frustration of your desires. And in this way, you will have, you will know peace. Or you have the way of the hedonists. Do whatever you want, whenever you want, and then you will be happy, and only in this way will you be free. Into the confusion of how then shall we live, one of the three perennial questions of ultimate significance, the others being, from where do I come and where am I going? Into the confusion of these three questions comes Jesus Christ, the way, the truth and the life, our Alpha and our Omega, the way we should live and the one who we come from and the one who we are going to. And the Lord seems to speak mournfully through his prophet Isaiah in our reading today, lamenting that we choose our own ways again and again and again, and that these only lead us into sadness. He laments that we choose our way over his highway and unwittingly choose death. He says, I, the Lord your God, teach you what is good for you. I lead you in the way that you must go. If only you had been alert to my commandments, your happiness would have been like a river. And we hear, but all too often throughout the history of mankind, we do not listen. Why? I think it is because we do not trust. Right at the beginning in the garden, the serpent sows that seed of doubt. Does God really want you to be happy? Does God really love you, or does he just want to control you? I'd be surprised if most of us hadn't had a moment at some point in our lives 
where we just thought it would be easier, happier if I were to do it my way, without God's voice in my ear. And the temptations to choose my way get harder and harder to resist in our culture which prioritizes choice over good. Being free to choose is what matters, and whether what is chosen is ultimately good becomes secondary. And yet, anyone who has ever spent 20 minutes browsing through options on Netflix and then not watched anything knows that the choice as ultimate good isn't completely true. They know that we do recognize, ultimately, that our choices matter. And sometimes it's only those who have made so many bad choices, who have become trapped in them, who truly recognize the liberating call of God to follow his ways. Only those who know the devastation of our disordered choices, know the joy and the true freedom of the liberty of the children of God, know the joy of being free, or at least the hope of being free, to obey the Lord's commands. As a priest, I have met many more drug addicts than I think would otherwise have been the case, or at least far more who admit it. There are many more drugs and many more addicts than most of us care to admit. Keep spending more time on your phone than you want to. Sounds like the definition of addiction to me. But even as God is rejected as an idea, as a person, the search for him goes on. All of us seek God, just so often in the wrong places. Nick Cave, speaking about his heroin addiction, heroin addiction, said, It could be that using heroin and the need for a sacred dimension to life were similar pursuits, in that they were attempts at that time to remedy the same condition, which was a kind of emptiness and a hunger, a hunger for more. We all want more. Too often we fail to recognize God is the more. In another passage, Nick Cave speaks about a deconstruction of the known self and says that it will happen to everyone at some point. He says it may not necessarily be a death, but there will be some kind of devastation. We see it happen to people all the time. A marriage breakdown or a transgression that has a devastating effect on a person's life or health issues, or a betrayal, or a public shaming, or a separation where someone loses their kids, or whatever it is, and it shatters them completely into a million pieces, and it seems like there is no coming back. It's over. But Cave says, in time they do tend to put themselves together piece by piece. And the thing is, when they do that, they often find that they are a different person. A changed, more complete, more realized, more clearly drawn person. And that, he says, is what it is to live. Really to die in a way and to be reborn. And sometimes it can happen many times over, that complex reordering of ourselves. And he says for some of us, the religious experience seems to await the devastation or a trauma. To bring about an expression an expansion of the self and the possibility to expand as a human being rather than contract. Now we don't want to have to get to this level of devastation in life, though it may be that we cannot avoid it, 
before we say yes to God. But, please God, the addicts who in their devastation find God can serve as prophets to us. It seems to me that they know the quiet desperation of us all to find one truly worthy of giving our all. They know that longing for God and that futility of anything but Jesus and the way of the cross that the disciples knew. When, after his difficult teaching on the Eucharist, many left him, and he said to them, Will you also leave me? And they say, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Ultimately, it comes down to trust. Trust in myself or trust in God. My way or his way, the highway. Why trust in God? Because he made us, he knows us better than we know ourselves. But perhaps that all sounds a bit theoretical. I think the real trust, the lived trust, is born out of prayer on our knees before the cross and the knowledge that he did that for me.